Welcome to Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. World-class restaurants, arts, entertainment, and theaters. First skyscraper, 1890. Tallest buildings, beautiful lakefront. Stories on pioneers and industry leaders that made a difference in America. Welcome, everybody. My name is Richie Z. I am your host of Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. Today's story, we are going to deal with a lot of people uh, never heard this part of the story. Well, let me take you back a few weeks in time here. Uh, I think a lot of us did watch the Academy Awards. I want to say that Ellen DeGeneres did a wonderful job on there. Finally, we got somebody that was kind of a regular person uh, being the host of that. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, they had Pink sing the song Over the Rainbow. And they said that the Wizard of Oz celebrated 75 years. Well, they were right when they said that, but it's the movie that is 75 years old. The story of the Wizard of Oz actually goes back to Chicago in 1890. If it wasn't for Chicago, Illinois, there would have never been a movie the Wizard of Oz. So we're going to take you on that journey today and tell you about where the Wizard of Oz got started, why and how. You know, we've been doing some of these shows now. We did something on the Mag Mile, the Irish history, and we did kind of a thing on just uh, facts about Chicago. As you keep listening to this show, you're going to hear a lot of Stories that are just mind-boggling. The reason you haven't heard these stories before was because Chicago has not really ever been into bragging about itself like other cities do. But I'll tell you something right now, folks. There's something in the water here to do what we have done since the great Chicago fire and to have things like we're going to be dealing with in today's show. So let's get started with the history of The Wizard of Oz. Well, the first book was actually called The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. The author was L. Frank Baum, Lyman Frank Baum. He was born in New York, New York City, back in May 15, 1856. The seventh of nine children, when he was 15 years old, his father bought him a printing press, and he, for three years with his younger brother, issued newspapers in their area called the Rose Lawn Home Journal. Frank early on sampled a variety of professional uh, jobs, actor, playwright, theater manager, newspaper reporter, salesman, and he also was a chicken breeder. Well, in 1892, he married Madeline Gage, and in six years, two sons were born, and Frank delighted in fatherhood. He had a wonderful ability to please children. Frank had a a wonderful imagination, and he would tell 
the boys countless stories. Bob's family moved to Chicago, Illinois, the north side, in 1890. In Chicago, Bob took jobs like reporter, department store window dresser, traveling salesman. In 1896, he applied for a copyright for his first two books. The first was Mother Goose. The second was a collection of short stories. First to appear in those short stories was a little farm girl named Dorothy. Frank Baum became known for being a progressive thinker because he made the female a hero in The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Women back then had no rights. They couldn't even vote. L. Frank Braun went on to write 17 more children's novels with the Oz theme. In 1893, Frank got the idea for the Emerald City when he went to the World's Fair, the Columbian Exposition in Chicago, Illinois. Well, that was the most spectacular World's Fair ever in the history of World's Fairs, even to this very day. There was over 620 acres of land used to build that Columbian Exposition, the World's Fair of 1893. But what made it very significant and made it the best ever was that was the first time they ever lit it up with light bulbs with electricity. AC power was finally perfected. Kessler was the guy that uh, perfected AC power. And then Edison's light bulb was finally perfected, and it worked very well. But here's the key thing, folks. The reason that Frank Baum actually saw the Emerald City in Chicago was because Edison's light bulbs at the time had a green filament in them, so it cast a little tinge of green on the light that lit up the lakefront at the Columbian Exposition. So The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, a children's novel written by Frank Baum in Chicago, Illinois, published by George M. Hill Company in 1900. The book had since been reprinted numerous times, most often under the name of The Wizard of Oz. It became the world's best-known children's novel. Baum dedicated the book to his best friend and comrade, his wife, Madeline Gage Baum. A total of 35,000 copies were printed in the first edition but 10,000 copies of the book were sold in advance to publication. Chicagoans were the first to see the book at the World's Fair at the Palmer House Hotel and Convention Center. You know, back then, we didn't have a convention center like we have today all over the world, you know, our McCormick Place and that. Uh, hotels actually did conventions, and they had huge meeting rooms. And the Palmer House was the hotel of Chicago back in 1900. So they had a book fair there. 
Baum actually sold 10,000 books at that fair. This made Baum order 15,000 more copies to be printed, bringing the total to 50,000 copies back in 1900. By October of that year, all of the books were completely sold out. He had a hit on his hands, folks. You know, I, I, I do a lot of tours. I am a, a tour guide. I, uh, I'm fascinated and I'm amazed with history, as you know from listening to my shows. But how did they get the word out back then? We didn't really have telephones or, or any kind of uh, sophisticated uh, communications with people. No television, no radio. But people were hungry for things like this in print, and uh, Baum, you know, being in Chicago, getting the idea in Chicago, it's just really, really something special. The beloved classic, The World, of, the Wizard of Oz, in the 1900s children's novel, took the stage as a musical comedy in Chicago, Illinois, in 1902, then opened on Broadway at the Majestic Theater on January 21st, 1903. Widely popular, The Wizard of Oz became the longest-running show of decades, in that decade, tallying over 290 performances. Following that Broadway entertainment uh, tour, it toured the rest of the country until 1911. Most performances were sold out. They got the word out about the performance. Music and lyrics for the film won the Academy Award for Best Song Over the Rainbow. In fact, they produced, they, uh, Pink sang that song and she did a beautiful job with it at the Academy Awards this year. I thought that was really uh, special. And isn't it interesting that that song came out in the movie, and it's 75 years old, and it's still touching today when you hear that song? Well, by the 1930s, more than one million copies of The Wizard of Oz were sold. But now we're going to go into the 1933 World's Fair. This was the century of progress for Chicago. We had another World's Fair. It was our 100-year anniversary on the lakefront. If any of you are familiar with uh, the Chicago lakefront, you know where our museum campus is, the Field Museum, the Aquarium, and the Planetarium, Soldier Field, and then McCormick Place. Well, that whole area was our 1933 century of progress fair that we had in Chicago. Kind of an interesting part of that, Route 66 was just completed in the early 1930s. Chicago to L.A. Well, people came here from all over the world again to visit the uh, Century of Progress World's Fair in Chicago. In fact, it ended up being a two-year fair uh, because the first year they didn't really make enough money to make it profitable. So they held it over for a second year. Normally you have to do that up front. But people from MGM were here in Chicago, and everybody was calling 
that World's Fair, our century of progress in 1933, the Emerald City. Chicago was the Emerald City. Well, people from MGM actually went to see Frank Baum's family. Frank had already passed away, but they actually went to see Frank Baum's family, and Metro Golden Mayor actually paid $75,000 for the right to the book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Folks, I don't know if you can even comprehend how much $75,000 was during the Depression. The Depression hit really in 1929, but the end of 29, so really 1930, we were really strong into the Depression. People weren't working. Well, Metro Golden Mayor paid 75000 for the book to be able to produce a movie around The Wizard of Oz. It took them six years to make the movie The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz was uh, noted for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture. This kills me, folks, because every so often you hear about this, uh, things like this when it comes to motion pictures. Now, growing up as a kid, I remember when they released this every year around uh, Thanksgiving, they would release this film and we would watch it every year. It was just so fantastic. Well, The Wizard of Oz did not win the Academy Award because it went up against the movie Gone with the Wind. Amazing. You know, E.T. was one of my favorites also in the 80s, and that really didn't win any awards either because it went up against Gandhi. But here we go with The uh, Wizard of Oz. Uh, it did receive an award, the Academy Award for uh, the song, Best Original Song Over the Rainbow. And to this very day, it's ranked first in the AFI's 100 Years Movie Song List. Telecasts of the film began... Retelecast of the film began in 1956, reintroducing the film to the public. So from 1939, really 1940, through 1956, they put it up on the shelf, which kind of amazes me. But then again, it did well at the box office in the very beginning, uh, but uh, not well enough. And they put it on the, like I say, they put it on the shelf. When you think about it, by 1956, televisions were just about in uh, probably 80% of the homes. So then they re reintroduced it in 1956 uh, to broadcast on television. And uh, it was a tra- an annual tradition from that point on, making it one of the most famous films ever made. The film was named the most... Um, Interesting uh, children's novel ever produced uh, for in the motion picture industry. Uh, the Library of Congress actually named it the ranked it uh, among the top ten of the most fantastic movies ever in the history of movies with that kind of content. Dorothy and Toto followed the yellow brick road, meeting three companions on the way 
the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry. Call 708 983 3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue. That's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708-983- 3670. Folks, also, you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be on the air. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Z, your host of Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. For more information on the show, you can also, or to hear a rebroadcast of the show, you can actually go to my podcast site at www.richiezebraie.com. And there's a lot of uh, helpful tips on there. In fact, I have a lot of, uh, I have about 15 television shows. Uh, if you want to watch the show on how a hot rod, a street rod, is built. That's actually on the site. We're getting into the summer. Polish tips on polishing your motorcycle are on there also. Go to the video uh, toolbar department and press on that, and then press on uh, Wild World of Classics, and those 15 shows will come up. Also, I want to mention uh, uh, what our sponsors, please patronize them, but uh, this evening... There's a special going on at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. They have a Las Vegas-style show. And if you're from Chicago, you're going to understand this one because Vito Zito is going to be putting on his Las Vegas-style show uh, at Two Chefs this evening. Uh, the show start at 8 p.m., and there's a check show at 12 a.m., 
Uh, call for reservations. That all important phone number at Two Chefs is 630-766-6030. I'm going to throw one thing out there. The fifth person to email me at r-a-u-t-o-m-d at gmail.com uh, and if you live in the Chicagoland area, I will send you a $25 gift certificate to Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Check out Dr. Izzo. He's got a great special for uh, teeth cleaning, uh, teeth whitening. Normally $199. He's doing it for uh, $89 if you mention Chicago history and automotive heaven. Well, let's get back to our story about the wonderful Wizard of Oz We've actually taken it to the point where Dorothy and Toto follow the yellow brick road, meeting three companions on the way, the scarecrow, the tin man, and the cowardly lion, seeking a brain, a heart, and some courage. They reach the Emerald City, but learn that the wizard is seeing no visitors, but eventually... They're let in. The scarecrow was a man so stupid that the only way he could get employment was to dress up as a scarecrow and scare crows away from the cornfield. This was what was in Frank Baum's mind when he was writing this novel. These are some of the things. I've done so much research on this uh particular show today i actually have probably a hundred well out of the hundred percent of stuff that i have i'm probably only using about 25 percent but i find these points so interesting about the way frank l frank Baum's mind was working the tin man the tin woodman was what he originally called him was a hardened criminal so heartless that he was sentenced to face to be placed in a tin suit for eternity. The torture of being encapsulated in this suit softened him and made him a gentle and kind man. Man, this is just amazing. The cowardly lion just needed some courage. Now, from everything I've read with the research of this, they used almost 300 midgets or munchkins. Some of them, well, I would say a number of them, were from Chicago, Illinois. The midget convention was always held here in Chicago, Illinois throughout the years. The lollipop kid was one of the munchkins. The flying monkeys, the munchkins mayor, town crier, lead trumpeter, the soldiers, the sleepyhead, the villager, the uh, littlest uh, lolly, and all the munchkins in the village. Toto was a Yorkie, a very smart dog. I can attest to that. I had three of them, and they could have played this part of Toto. They were very, very smart. I have a difference from the uh, novel. Well, 
one thing I must say, I wrote this story from hundreds of hours of research. The story uses politically correct terms from the time the story was done. So don't even email me back about using the term midgets or any of that. There was at least 44 differences uh, between the novel that Frank Baum did write, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and the movie. You know, it's called poetic justice when they actually take something. Frank Baum wrote the novel, and he appealed to a, per, a person's uh, creative and, and uh, you know, to children's uh, stories. But Metro Golden Mayor wanted to sell movies, so they did it in a different way. You know, one of the interesting things I did find, too, the first character that they picked to be Dorothy was supposed to uh, not be uh, who she was, but it was going to be uh, the children's uh, actress. I'm trying to remember her name uh, uh, back in the uh, early. Shirley Temple. That was the original one. There's been so many interesting points about the movie and the list of uh, people that they picked to play parts. In fact, the original person to play the wizard was supposed to be W.C. Fields, but they couldn't come to terms with him. He wanted a lot more money, and uh, whenever they went to see him, he wasn't in a, a state to talk about um uh, being in the movie and that. One interesting point that I, I want to bring up, too, the first Tin Man in the movie, who never was in the movie, was actually Buddy Epson. Uh, I think a lot of you remember him from uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. Well, he got such a, a horrible skin infection that they had to uh, get a different actor to play the Tin Man. And even he got an eye infection because of that silver makeup that they used. Now, we're going to go into the song list from the movie. I think this is really something. It's really, it really was no mistake. We thank you for very sweetly. We welcome you to the Munchkin Land. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. We're off to see the wizard. If I only had a heart, if I only had a brain, merry old land of Oz, the cowardly lion actually sang that, and if we were king, if I were a king in the forest. The Chicago Munchkins is an interesting story, too. Two of the Munchkins from the movie actually... Uh, opened up a bar on the south side of Chicago. In fact, Parnell Elder St. Auburn, who played the dwarf, and he was one of the smallest in the Wizard of Oz, uh, Munchkins, Munchkin soldiers. Back in Chicago, he was one of the uh, midgets at the toy department store, uh, Goldblatt's on State Street where he met Mary Ellen, who also worked at Goldblatt's. They married six months later and opened up a bar in 1948 called the Midget Club. 
The first one was at 6356 South Kedzie. It was custom built for small people. The second bar was on 63rd Street, one half mile west of Pulaski at 4016 West 63rd Street. They owned the bars from 1948 to 1982. An interesting point about the bars was they were called the Midget Club. The bar had everything about two feet off the ground. The toilets were lowered. The bar stools were only about 15 inches off the ground. Even the payphone on the back wall was only two feet off the ground. Now we go into something in Chicago that they put up because of this movie. And that's called Oz Park. On the north side of Chicago, well, they call it Lincoln Park. It's named after Abraham Lincoln, our first, uh, the first president from the state of Illinois. In one of the areas known as Chicago's Lincoln Park, we have the Wiz- the Oz the Wizard of Oz theme park, the Garden Park, is named the Emerald Garden. The playground is called Dorothy's Play Lot, has swings and climbing equipment for children to play on. Sculptures in the park, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, the Scarecrow, and, oh yes, Dorothy and Toto. Oz Park story is why I love Chicago. We don't brag. We put our money where our mouth is. L. Frank Barn lived in the area of the neighborhood together with Oz Park. In 1974, Chicago's Park District acquired the land. It's about 13.2 acres and began constructing the park. A school teacher in 1994 donated $900,000 to put sculptures in Oz Park, a cool part of Chicago history. Her name was Dorothy. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. 
weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Z, and we're dealing today with the... uh, Interesting book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. I'm sure that uh, a lot of you, in fact, I I know a lot of people, and I meet with historians every now and then. I talk to people, and, oh, gosh, a, a little while back, um, somebody asked me what I was working on, and I said, I was working on this story that you're hearing today about the Wizard of Oz being 100% Chicago, and because of Chicago, we had the movie. And he made an interesting comment. He says, you know, I'm a historian. I never heard that. Why are you making stuff up? Well, folks, if you go on the line like I have and looked at, uh, I've actually printed hundreds of uh, pages of information on this movie uh, from 1890s uh, to the present day. And um, one thing I wanted to say, you know, I was going to bring this movie up, this this uh, tele radio show up on the first show I did at Talk Zone, but uh, Tina, a friend of mine, she actually said, "Why don't you wait until the weather gets better, so people can actually go to the park with some kids and that," which I thought was a wonderful idea. You know, the park is on the north side. It's around Webster and Larrabee area, Oz Park. You could look it up really quick, though. Uh, But I've been there. I was there last summer. You know, in the next few weeks, we're going to start getting better weather than we've experienced this year so far. So I think it's really a cool time to uh, get out of the house, grab the kids, the grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, and make it a point to go over to Oz Park. You definitely will enjoy seeing what we did here in Chicago with the statues and and, and everything in the park. It's just really done so well. You know, when I do the research on these stories and that, I don't just uh, I don't just write something. I, I try to go get a feel for it. You know, when I tell the stories about the lakefront and and, and different things. In fact, we're working on a story about the 1893 World's Fair. And just to let you guys know, you can actually go to the uh, Field Museum right now. I think until September of this year, 2014, they have a very large display 
of artifacts from the 1893 World's Fair. We're going to be doing stories about museums and all of that, but that particular museum, the Field Museum, is so interesting in Chicago because it has in excess of 2 million artifacts in it. Only about 1% to 2% of the artifacts are on display at any given time. So uh, to do the story we're going to do on the 1893 World's Fair, uh, I'm going to actually go spend a day there and compile more information uh, than I already have. You know, some of the most interesting facts I found about the uh, Wizard of Oz, I had paper all over the place and different categories where I would add things. But uh, some of the sayings and some of the really interesting, I found interesting about the movie I'm going to touch on right now. The saying, I remember when I was a little kid, you know what? There's no place like home. You know, it was a lot simpler when I was growing up. When this movie uh, started being telecast on television, you just kind of felt that. You know, you knew where your home was, and there was really no place like home. One of my favorites was uh, when I saw this in print. I says, I got to write this one down. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You know, growing up in the neighborhoods of Chicago and that, I remember actually using these lines when we were out and about and and, and uh, being with our friends and all of that. You know, people would come up with stuff like that. Jello crystals was were actually used all over the horses in the movie uh, in the Emerald City. They had to actually uh, put the crystals on and do it, and they had to get the shots real quick because the horses love the taste of the Jello, the sweetness of the Jello crystals. So the horses would start licking it off. So they would put it on, and they'd have to get the shot. This movie, 1930s, okay, it started somewhere in 1934 or 5. Um, when they started shooting it, it was completed and, you know, put out in 1939. But it was one of the first movies ever shot in Technicolor. That was amazing back then. One of the things about the movie when they did it with this Technicolor stuff they had to light the scene up with a lot of light. They had to make it even brighter than daylight for the Technicolor to actually work, which made the sets that they were shooting this in exceed 100 degrees in temperature. The production cost came in at about $2 million $777,000, a vast sum of money for the time back in the 1930s. Don't forget, folks, again, um, the time during the Depression, nothing was getting really better in the 30s. So for them to spend $2.777 million uh, on this movie, it was really something. They believed in it, though. You know, by 1930s, they sold a million copies of this book. 
the song Over the Rainbow, number one in the Film Institute. In 2004, they put it in the list of the 100 greatest songs in American films. The film is rated number one in the AFI's 2008 list of the 10 greatest fantasy films. I have no problem with that at all. You know, I don't know if any of you are like me, but I I know when that thing comes out on TV and that, I've been around 60 years, I still want to watch that movie. There's just something about it. It's just so electrifying. It draws you in. You know, L. Frank Baum's family received $75,000 for the rights to the book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. I thought that uh, the name, uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, was really cool. But uh, here's how Frank Baum actually got the idea for the name Oz for the movie. And that was he actually was sitting in his office looking around, and his file cabinets... One of them had from A to N, and the other cabinet had from O to Z. That's how Oz actually came up. You know, anything great like this, like the Wizard of Oz, um, is copied by many, many people. You know, back in 1985, Disney made a sequel to the Wizard of Oz. There were so many movies and so many wonderful things. The Wiz came out, I believe it was in the 1980s. Uh, another one that was uh, taken from The Wizard of Oz. You know, again, I just want to mention one thing. You know, we live in the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois. There's a million stories like this in the Windy City. You've heard one today. Um Folks, there is something in the water here in Chicago. We're going to be doing a lot more positive stories about Chicago, just as you heard today. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry, call 708-983-3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue, that's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. 
Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708-983-3670. Folks, also, you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be on the air. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food codes the atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. The best in Internet talk radio. A mind-bendingly ingenious plan to control the universe. We're building the best Internet talk radio on the planet. TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Z, the host of uh, Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going to be coming up in the future. Um, next week's show, we booked a, a, a guest uh, for the show. His name is uh, Bucky Hawker. Now, Bucky Hawker is a historian also, so um, hopefully I won't have to work as hard next week. But he also uh, has written a lot of songs, and he actually has a group to play, so we're going to bring in some of his music to play on the show. He knows a lot about labor history and the historic buildings in downtown uh, Chicago, the skyscrapers and that. So he and I are, in fact, going to meet this week and uh, take a little ride downtown and touch on some of the really uh, interesting buildings that we have down there. So uh, definitely tune in for that, and then I'm working on, I'm trying to book up a, a gentleman that I've had on my shows in the past when I was doing AM radio, and his name is Patrick Yanahan. And Patrick is a uh, Porsche historian. In fact, he's a very interesting individual also, where he does tours to Europe. But he actually, when he does these tours, takes the men to the Porsche plant for a few days, and you get a real exclusive tour of the Porsche automobiles in Europe. And if you bring your wife or your significant other with you, he actually has his wife and people that will actually take them shopping and, and do entertaining things with them. So the guys get to go to do the car stuff. The ladies get to do things that they enjoy, too. So that's kind of a cool idea. But uh, I don't know if any of you know this or not, but uh, Ferdinand, Dr. Ferdinand Porsche is the only designer and builder of an automobile. What I mean by that is he actually built one car completely from start to finish. And I think I'll leave this as a cliffhanger for when we do the show, but it's going to be a wonderful story. In fact, Patrick's been out in Europe a lot and knows a lot of cool stories about Dr. Ferdinand Porsche. 
I want you to check out my uh, podcast site, my website, and that's uh, www.richiez.com. That's R-I-C-H-I-E-Z-I-E.com. You'll hear some of the shows that uh, we have done here at Talk Zone. We have, uh, as of today, we have four shows up, and that is the uh, History of the Wizard of Oz from Chicago, History of the Mag Mile, the Irish people and their contribution to Chicago history. And our first show is kind of a, I call it an appetizer. It does a lot of things. So you'll definitely want to tune in and check those out. Those are on 24-7, so you could uh, listen anytime you want. And we have some of our vintage shows on. We actually have, uh, with May Day coming up, uh, May 1st, the Haymarket uh, Martyrs, a show about the... Uh, Haymarket Affair in Chicago, Illinois, that actually started the labor movement back in the 1800s. Uh, we have uh, Larry Spivak, who is actually the president of the um, Labor History Museum in downtown Chicago, that did a show with me about that. You, folks, if you're into cars, we have one of our vintage shows on there, uh, and I tell the story about the muscle car industry. So definitely check that out. If you are a Chicagoan, you'll remember, if you go back as far as I do, but uh, you may remember a gentleman named Jim Moran. In fact, he was Jim Moran, the courtesy man. Started out in Chicago selling used Hudsons. Then he became a Hudson dealer, a Ford Motor Company dealer. And he was in my neighborhood. I lived about three blocks away from his dealership. But he went, he left Chicago in 1967 and became the richest automobile uh, establishment in the world. Uh, when he passed away in 2007, his estimated wealth was over uh, $1.5 billion. So that's kind of an interesting story too. Also on there, um, the story never, uh, is never timely. People always want to hear about it, and that's the uh, history of Route 66. But we did an interesting thing with that where we did it just in Illinois. Uh, John Weiss is a historian of Route 66, and he does a wonderful job. He's traveled it. He gives tours. In fact, this year, I've been letting you guys know about tours uh, that people give in that. And John's tour of Route 66 is uh, amazing. So we have a, a part one and part two. So if you get a chance, tune into that. And then just some real cool stuff with uh, cars, late model cars, with a gentleman named uh, Chuck uh, Freelander. And uh, it says it's the Sherman Dodge Show. We did that a number of years ago. So definitely tune in and, and check that out. Uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy some of the shows. I did mention earlier something about uh, the wild world of classic television shows. Folks, I did over 600 television shows in my career in the last 25 years. Um, I have about 15. I'm going to run them down for you that are on uh, the site at richiez.com. All you do is go to the video department, click on that, click on the Wild World of Classics, and these shows will pop up. And then you could pick from anything you want to watch, press on it, and it'll turn the show on. All the shows are on YouTube. We're doing very well with the shows. 
if you want to save miles per gallon with your automobile, we have a show up there that'll help you a lot. I have uh, helped people get anywhere from two to five gallons of gas more per tank full uh, with my simple tips. And these are tips you can do yourself. Um, you don't have to be a mechanic. Uh, some additives, some uh, adding air to the tires on your automobile. One thing, I, since I am there right now, I want to mention, check the air in your spare tire, especially right now. With all the potholes out there, check the air in your tires, but also check the air in your uh, spare tire. You know, Chicago looks like Beirut after the bombing is with the cold winter we've had. They're trying to fill the holes. I understand that. But the best tip I can give you is, is put air in the tires. Make sure you have them uh, completely up. Second tip I want to give you about that right now is if you see a pothole, it's too late. You can't go th- around it. You have to stay in your lane. Do not put your foot in the brake. If you put your foot in the brake, that wheel will end up getting jammed inside that pothole. And just long enough, it's a split second, folks, just long enough to give you thousands of dollars of suspension damage. So if you see the pothole, keep your foot out of the brake, go through it. Hopefully, if you have enough air in the tires in that, and it's not a man-eating pothole, you'll get through with no problem. But you might get a blown tire or a bent rim. We did it for all you bikers out there. I'm looking forward to getting on my motorcycle this season also. been riding a bike for 25 years. In fact, I've talked to some people about uh, doing some safety uh, tips, and there's some courses that are free from the state of Illinois uh, for people that ride motorcycles. I've been riding for 25 years, and I'm looking forward to actually taking this course on motorcycle safety. We have the SEMA show from Las Vegas for anybody that's into cars. That is like the candy store for the kid that never grew up. Car guys, you know what I'm talking about. But that's a wonderful show. In fact, um, there's an interview I did. This is a number of years ago we did that show, but uh, there's an interview I did with Mr. Norm of Grand Spalding Dodge from Chicago, the Mopar King of the uh, racing industry back in the 60s. That's kind of an interesting uh, segment. It's a Doozy is another uh, show about a Duesenberg uh, being built in the suburban area. Race Car Expo, there's a lot of information for race car guys. And this is my hottest show on the uh, circuit on YouTube. It's polishing tips on how to polish your motorcycle, but you can use a lot of those tips with your automobile and that. So uh, we have over 20,000 hits on that site right now, Polishing Your Motorcycle. This one I really want to tell you about. A lot of you are into history and that. Uh, The Historic Auto Museum Part 2 is on the site also. And that's in Roscoe, Illinois. So any of you that live in the Chicagoland area, if you live in Chicago, it's about an hour away, straight out 90. It's about probably 10 minutes uh past Rockford, but it's a wonderful museum. Take a look at that. Street Rods Only is a show about uh, how they build street rods, and this is another gentleman that's from the Chicago area. When we did this show, he was charging about $150,000 to build 
a hot rod. It was used for Corvettes. Today, he's still doing what he was doing back then, but he's actually charging $350,000 for uh, building you a hot rod. So we're going to be involved in a bunch of things this year. We're looking to uh, actually shoot some more television shows uh, in the near future. If you're interested in advertising with us, please give me a call. My number is 312-450-2750. Uh, you can email me at r-a-u-t-o-m-d at gmail.com. The fifth email I received today is going to get a free gift certificate for $25 to Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. What a wonderful place. Folks, I'm out of time as usual. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.